The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. an incredibly impressive showing here tonight against Adam Cole. Unfortunately, things didn't go your way, but I have to ask, why did you come out and confront Adam? Uh, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to go straight to the top. And everything that I've been saying is that I'm a generational talent and that, you know, I am once in a lifetime. And how can I back that up by not going against somebody who's who's on a level that, you know, I've never seen before? Adam Cole is just, he's on his own level. And, and eventually I plan on getting on that level and surpassing that level and creating a level of my own. Uh, you know, even when I lose, I win and this was a learning experience and that's why I call myself a generational talent Carmelo Hayes because you know I'm going to get better from this and, and, and I'm going to make the most of this loss I really will try me thank you for your time yeah. hello and welcome to the NXT cast I'm your host Don Del Rente and I'm joined by my co-host Miss Simi what's going on Miss Simi Doing good. Trying to stretch my legs. I don't have a Charlie horse. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yes, yes. Gotta keep the blood flow going. Yeah. I've been out here uh, keeping you in one spot for too long. I, I apologize. We're gonna, we're gonna make this. Oh, no. It's okay. Yeah. I was working out. Uh-oh. And so my legs are sore because it was a full body thing and I went up in weights. So now I'm just stretching them out. So that, you know, my muscles stay loose. <laughs> <laughs> well, here on the NXT cast, we're always getting loose when it comes to our commentary. <laughs> Come on, Segway. On NXT. <laughs> this week, we had a special one because it was yeah. Roadblock, our last major program before we have Stand and Deliver. So, uh, not your ordinary weekly NXT program. So, got some special things going on, like our very first matchup. Tony D'Angelo taking on Jack and a Jailhouse Street Fight. Uh, so, what did you think about this, the concept? Once you understood what you were watching. Once I understood it was growing up, I was just like, okay, I like it. It's like a coffin match, but, you know, with jail, mm-hmm. which makes sense for evil white Morpheus because he's all about carceral punishment. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was a pretty cool concept. I, I like the idea of just, like, it's not just getting you in the cage, but you have to, like, close it and latch it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, oh, once you're in there, you win. So it's, like, a little bit more... Gives you a little bit more razzle. Dijak is sent into the cell, but brings stacks with him for the save. A discus boot to the face puts stacks over the barricade, so D'Angelo throws Dijak down. D'Angelo explodes with chair shots, but a low blow gets Dijak out of trouble. Stacks dives into the cell to keep the door from closing, allowing D'Angelo to come back up with a bunch of shots with the crowbar. The door is slammed onto Dijak's head, and D'Angelo locks him in for the win. And Tony D avoids jail time like all good monsters do. (laughs) Gets the win over Dijak. I enjoyed this match. It was shorter than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to go a little longer. But didn't mind it. I thought it was really cool. Um, I liked... um, uh, the stacks up in there taking the bullet like three times mm-hmm. for his friend, for his boss. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And um, 
but also like Dijak kind of using stacks against him too, kind of like choking him out in order to be like, oh, do you want to save him? Do you want to win or do you want to save your buddy? Do you want to win? I thought it was just like, oh, it's really cool. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was inventive. I thought they used the cage very well. And it was short, but packed a punch. Mm. So I liked it. And also it was the correct winner. <laughs> Sorry, Hawaii Lucas. <laughs> it was, like you said, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was different. Yeah. It was quick. And stacks definitely made the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, when he hopped in and like stopped it from closing, I was like, ah, mm-hmm. it's back. <laughs> 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 there was one moment when like um Dijak like uh he kinda hit him with like a clothesline and he went over like the barricade. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, did he kick somebody in the face? Cause it looked real close. It's a good thing they had those like glass things because I was like, Yeesh. Mm-hmm. Ah! So Roxanne Perez is in the back with the promo. She says she's nervous about facing the GOAT, Miko Satamora, tonight. And that, you know, this is her, not her first title of defense, but her biggest title of defense so far. And she understands what getting a win over Miko means, especially, you know, since she's such a veteran or whatever. And she says Mm -hmm. she's trained and pushed herself harder than she ever has. And she's ready for the battle tonight. This is a cute little promo. I think she she needs to be more on the mic more just to, like, get more comfortable on it. Mm -hmm. But, like, she's getting her, like, baby face scrappy do on, so... You see it's in there. Mm-hmm. It's in there. I see it. I see the potential. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. Josh Briggs comes into Keanu James's office to talk about Briggs Jensen and Fallon Henley. Briggs points out the flowers that someone he assumes is Jensen sent her. He says his friend's happiness is his own happiness. And after pulling away the name card and hiding it under her planner, Keanu James seems concerned and agrees to call Big Jensen, and maybe set up a date for later in the evening. Where is this going? <laughs> like, I'm like, if it's not going to go towards, like, Fallon and Kiana challenging somebody for these tag team championships, like, where is this going? <laughs> they have the belts, but you never <laughs> see them anymore. Right. Like, what's happening? I They've lost know. the plot. <laughs> a little. I think they try to they get it back a little bit later, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. for right here, it does leave you in kind of like a. I'm not sure what I just watched. Right, like what is happening? Gallus boys, they're coming down for a chat. They waste no time in calling out pretty deadly. They're up on the platform. Gallus wants them to come down here, face to face, and they ask what's going to take to make that happen. So Gallus lays the titles down and tells Pretty Daily to come take them. So that gets Pretty Daily to come down off the platform. The beating is on. Pretty Daily doesn't take much of a beating. They run off pretty quickly. And Gallus stands tall. For some reason, I thought we were going to have a, a tag team match. I, I, don't, I thought it was like on the cards. And I was just like, are they not going to fight? What's happening? I thought this was this was scheduled. Mm. So... Uh, Skater boys, come get your titles back. God damn it. 
The bird lady. Uh, oh God! Help me. Uh, Lyria, Lyra Valkyria. Thank you. Isn't mm-hmm. pleased with Stevie Turner because she is here for a fight. Valkyria wants the women's title too. She just throws that in at the end. Right. It's like, girl, you haven't had enough matches. We don't know you. We can't even <laughs> say your name properly going after this title. Go fight go fight the streamer girl right now. Cause I was just like I forgot she was around. <laughs> Both of them, honestly. back. <laughs> I was like, Oh. Miss Bird. <laughs> I forgot you were here. Uh one of the most decorated international superstars is here in NXT new signee Dragon Lee officially makes his on camera NXT debut and oh boy set this thing up for him and Wes look out uh oh there's a flippity do flippity do man you need to look at Okay. Any match, just do some homework. Uh-huh. Dragon Lee mm-hmm. versus Hiromu. Versus who? Hiromu. Hiromu Takahashi? Yes. Okay. That's what the Google machine told me. Mm-hmm. There's several. There's probably at least a good five or six of them that should be there. There should be one from Japan and some from Mexico probably too. <laughs> just pick one. Cool. There's this 39 second video that's just called A Dragon Lee Driver. Holy shit. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's probably the one where he he might have broken Hiromu's neck. Jesus Christ. He cradled this man kind of like a baby and it was just like, eh, let me just throw you. God damn, he fell on his head. Okay, that's scary looking. Yeah. 39 seconds and it's a loop to loop. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can find a whole match between the uh-huh. watch it. Oh, is he a, a luchador? Yes, he is. Yes. He's um he's Roosh's brother. <gasps> I love Roosh. Yeah. Well, that told me you should have led with that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) His brother is a rush. I'm trying to, like, give him his own merit and then at the end just be like, okay, well. Now I'm very, very more excited. Oh, if we get him versus, like, Axiom in, like, a luchador battle. Oh, yeah. It's too bad Santos isn't there anymore because, ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. What you think about Santos and Dom from uh, SmackDown? That was fun. Listen, I love Dom more and more. Okay? <laughs> and at first I was like, I don't know about Santos Escobar as a face, but he's doing it, especially with like having um, Rey Mysterio give him like his mask and stuff. It's like um, more investment. It's like you're tying him more to like a uh, an established wrestler that everybody knows and loves because everybody loves Ray Mysterio. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I think that'll be fun. But Ray, I need Ray Mysterio to kick Dom's ass. I love Dom. I love Prison Dom. I think he's so hilarious. But Ray, you, you got you got to hit him. I know you're little, so what you do? Like Miss Cammy D, rest in peace. Take him out at the knees. <laughs> Take him out at the knees. You can reach them. Take them out. <laughs> I can say that because I'm also a short person. And what do I do? I'm going to take you at the knees. That's what I'm going to do. 
Well, in our next matchup, there wasn't too many people getting taken out at the knees. This was a, a big East special. This was a big meaty man slapping meat. Yeah. We had in this year taking on Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers. Mm-hmm. Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers looking like uh, the top three wrestlers on a varsity wrestling team. They really did. <laughs> Gave us a Jason Jordan special. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in this year, the, I like their I like the the burgundy outfits they had on the pants. Me too. I don't know what Jinder Mahal was wearing, but it's Jinder, mm. so you know. Yeah, you could have matched. <laughs> why didn't you? Yeah. God, Brad matched with the Creed Brothers. Why couldn't you match yeah. this year? I was like, at least that's like Brian Breaker even toned his shit down a little bit to match the Creed Brothers. He did have those like knee pads on, but everything right. else though was regular like Creed Brothers style. So yeah, they looked. Oh. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Creed Brothers and Brian Breaker versus House of Black. <laughs> yeah, put them all together for the trio championship. <laughs> Give me that shit. Because <laughs> give man. me Brody King. Yeah, you know Julius King's gonna be like, I'm gonna shoot my shot. Let's go. Now you give me things that I can't have. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're over here fa- definitely fantasy booking. Right. But a doomsday device is broken up and Sangha runs Julius over. A side slam, middle rope, elbow drop gets a two and everything breaks down. Brian Breaker just starts spearing folks. He spears Sangha, he spears Jinder Mahal. Julius slams Veer down. He sets up the doomsday Brutus ball. And Brian Breaker, Creed Brothers, they get to win over in this year. Really love this match. Mm-hmm. Again, big meaty men slapping meat. My kind of shit. It was really good. I think the Creeds, the Creeds and Brian Breaker worked well together. Mm-hmm. And in this year, and Jinder Mahal worked really well together too. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a really good match. I enjoyed it. Again, it wasn't very long. It was like longer than um, Tony Diana, but it wasn't like very long, but it gave us what we wanted. Mm-hmm. It gave us violent shit. It gave us some big man things. It gave us a little bit of high flying. I was like, all right. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It's impressive to see Brian Breaker and the Creed brothers, especially Julius Creed, tossing them big guys from industry around. And, but they was getting mm-hmm. tossed around too, though. Yeah. Point. So, yeah. So it it was yeah it was a good match equal opportunity tossing because <laughs> everybody getting yes. thrown around because yeah, there are some points I was like God damn they ragged right. and Julius Creed <laughs> I know and I'm like what he's usually the one ragdolling God damn <laughs> yeah so that was a good fun match so now it's time for the Grayson Waller effect. Waste no time in having Shawn Michaels come out as his guest. Was Waller saying he would have freaked out if he was here at 12 years old. Waller brings up that never meet your heroes. And he says he would have been, he tells his 12-year-old self he would have been so disappointed in the man, Shawn Michaels, that he should have been a Brett guy. Sean says, oh, we're just going to go there right out the the gate, huh? So as the fans chant HB Sizzle, Sean talks about how they used to be cool and wants to know what changed. Waller talks about how he won the Iron Survivor Challenge. 
he was taking over. But for some reason, though, Sean treats Waller the same way as people used to treat Sean back in his day. Sean was told he was too small and not a draw, but look what happened. That doesn't work for Sean, who says Waller cashed in his title shot and he lost. To see the problem, Waller needs to look in the mirror. Basically, he was like, hey, you know what happened at, um, what was the last one? But, um, oh, uh, Roadblock? No, no. Roadblock. Um, uh, uh, yes. He, uh, no, the one before that where the rope oh. broke. Remember? Oh, oh, you did. Well, I don't remember the name. Yeah, but it was the, the it was the it was the ple. It was the special, mm-hmm. and the ropes broke. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was like, you know, that wasn't your fault. He was like, so we ran it back at Vengeance Day in the cage match, no less, and you lost. And mm-hmm. he was like, there's nothing, there's nothing else, right? That you can't come back from that. Mm-hmm. Walter says that Sean is only in the gorilla position every week. Because his best friend had a heart attack. John says, you know what, man? I can give you that one. Because I, you know, stepped up when my friend needed me. But Wallen needs to understand something. HBK is the one directing the ship now. Wallen accuses Sean of trying to get rid of him. Maybe even cutting him after WrestleMania because they don't want to start. That doesn't work for Sean, though. He says, NXT has always been about the collective. And then he runs down a list of names who helped build the place, including the Undisputed Era and a bunch of current stars, which included Grayson Waller. The thing is, Grayson Waller is just a part of it. And Waller's like, I'm a part of it. I'm a part of it. Waller doesn't buy this team player stuff from Sean fucking Michaels. But Sean says that isn't true of him now. That sends Waller out of his chair because Sean doesn't see what is right in front of him. Sean says enough. People a lot bigger than Waller have been running him down for 40 years, but do not ever run NXT into the ground. Grayson Waller's like, well, do something about it then. Waller issues a challenge for staying and deliver for Sean to put on the HBK tights one last time. Sean takes his jacket off and says that for over a decade, he's had people challenging him to a WrestleMania dream match. People have been asking for dream matches for so long that they have backed the Brinks truck up to his door that the drivers now know his address. Waller's just a guy, and he'll come and go. Everyone wants to fight Sean, and nothing would make him happier than to beat Waller at Stand and Deliver. He says the reality is, though, there is someone who wants to take Walla out even more than he does. And that man is Johnny Gargano. They have a quick little brawl. Grayson Waller is out of there in a hurry. This was fun. I was just like, oh, again. Sean, he has all all your old chickens that have come to roost because now you have your own menace. Because <laughs> <laughs> Grayson is a menace. So this problem was like, I was just like, all right. But I really thought Sean was going to be like, all right, you know what? That's it. I'm taking off my hat. Let's fight. But I like that he has his proxy. I mean, yeah, I was expecting it. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for that super kick. I was waiting. But that's going to be fun, having Johnny Gargano come back. I was like, oh, fun. You remember what happened, right? Yeah. Oh, I remember what happened. Okay. Grayson took him out. Yep. Yep. So it ties it in. Revenge. 
Yeah. See, that's what I like about this version. Well, I ain't gonna say this version because it's always kind of mm-hmm. been a part of NXT. But this is what mm-hmm. I really like about Triple H and Sean. They try to at least thread this shit together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. everybody was like, oh shit, Grayson Waller beat Johnny Gargano. Well, he just must be going on to the main roster never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I guess they'll never fight again because uh-huh. you know, there'll never be a chance. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, Gargano ain't doing anything. Right. And it seems like there's more of a free exchange between NXT and main roster, at least mm-hmm. from being on main roster coming down. Right. And maybe not so much as going up we haven't really seen that yet mm-hmm. what that's gonna look like I, you know just so much has happened in the last year or you know with Vince and Triple H and Bloodline and everything like that That mm-hmm. it's never it, it hasn't dawned on me like well how is Triple H gonna present people from NXT on the main roster different than Vince right and are we going to have a greater success rate with people sticking and being the same that they were from NXT to the main roster? Mm-hmm. It's like it's a way smoother transition. Right. And like people get it. And it's really cool, like having like the main roster people come down to NXT because mm-hmm. then it gets eyes on NXT and people who wouldn't usually watch it but they're like oh I want me some Johnny Gargano or I really like Dolph Ziggler or you know Rhea's cool I like Charlotte so let's go see what's going on over there and then they get hooked and see other things mm-hmm. so yeah um we got Gigi Dolan taking on JC Jane let's go Gigi Dollar fights out of a chin line <laughs> so with the clothesline for a two. Dollar fires off, kicks to the chest, but, G- but JC Jane grabs a net breaker. Gigi Dollar is right back with an abdominal stretch, but she swings back into like a crucifix bomb and she pins JC Jane. Let's go. This was a surprisingly good match. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, okay. Again, yo, JC Jane be hitting so hard. I'm like, girl, this is in Japan. Why are you hitting so hard? Damn. <laughs> she be hitting so hard. I don't know if she just be slapping her, her like thigh extra hard, but it seems like it connects real, real hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> but this was a good match. I was like, all right. I'm glad Gigi won. Although I'm liking JC a little bit more. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my, like not more than Gigi. Just more than I used to before. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. <laughs> Jump to get clarification. Relax. It's okay. <laughs> you started sounding the alarms. <laughs> you heard that Beyonce ring the alarm in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm liking JC more than I liked her before. Not more than Gigi. I still like Gigi Dolan more. But this was um, a good match. Again, like I said last week, Gigi is, um, she seems more that she will suit like the baby face thing a little bit more. Like she seems like that she'll kind of go into that role a little bit easier mm-hmm. than like a JC would. And she can like kind of get the crown more behind her. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of want to see what they're going to do next for them. But I did enjoy this match. It was a lot of fun. I, mm-hmm. the right person won. And then we had this <laughs> 
post match, which was just totally uh-huh. unnecessary, where yeah. Jesse Jane shrugs off the impact of that abdominal stretch bomb. She mm-hmm. beats down Gigi Dolan, and she's about to, you know, she's got her neck in the chair. She's about to pilmanize her. But luckily, mm-hmm. the referees come down and break it up. Yeah. I was like, hey, could you have sold it, like, just, like, maybe even a little bit more? <laughs> just, like, just a little bit more. Even if they wanted to, like, do a, like, a little sucker attack thing, but, like, just stagger a little bit more. Like, it adds a little bit more impact. Come on, girl. Let's get it together. But Brooks Jensen apologizes to Fallon Henley about the Keanu James stuff. Josh Briggs comes in to compliment him on the Roses idea, but Jensen seems a bit confused. Anyway, James calls him, and Jensen's like, hey, girl. They seem mm-hmm. to have a date, with Henley being astounded by how he was talking. Henley and Briggs pick up on the Roses deal, and they have an idea. Dad. Do you think... Fallon Henley liked Jensen and was kind of happy Jared? that her and what's the name weren't hitting on all cylinders. Maybe? I don't know what they're doing anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Or like It seems like they had gotten, like, seems like they had gotten very close together. Like they uh-huh. were coming together. Like they won uh-huh. the belts. They they were coming together. Right. Then all of a sudden we took this detour with the I heard you talking on the phone to the Zach guy, I told you yeah, I love him. Uh-huh. She put that that bad juju in his mind, right? Uh-huh. Then we had the thing at the house with uh-huh. this, and then the brother being at the house and he fucked right. up. Right? So now mm-hmm. we're here, where it's like, hey, my man is still taking it rough. He, he probably should get, you know, we messed it up. It's not really mm-hmm. he did, you know, come, you know, forgive us and, and take him back. Right. Um, but it looked like somebody else done been moved in while he got moved out. And mm-hmm. that's the part I think that's throwing this off. Yeah. Like, they either should have gone with Fallon Henley and Kiana eventually having to work together for the championship, or they could have gone the other soap opera route. Where usually when they have these little quad things, there's like the couple that like likes each other, but then there's the other two who like the other couple, and so they're working to like break them up. But eventually they fall in love. Right. They could have done that or something. But because I don't not I just don't know where they're going. I'm like, where, what's happening here? Yeah, hopefully they'll clear it up because it's actually a good story, but they, mm-hmm. like you said, they kind of have gone a little wayward with it in the last right. couple of weeks. You keep taking left turns when the GPS lady is telling you to go right. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> do the it's a dead end over there. Focus. The highway. <laughs> right. Focus. You're going uh, down the wrong lane. So here's Braun Breaker. He says, oh, this wasn't planned. I already had a match, but, you know, I'm the champ. I come out here and do what I want. Exactly. He says it's time to set up the biggest match on the biggest stage. And he says that's standing the lever. He wants him. Do you hear that, Jupiter Julep? He said he wanted him. 
we have to. Why? Carmelo Hayes <laughs> and tells him to get out here right now. So of course Carmelo Hayes come out comes out. You notice that they put the him up there you know, mm-hmm. before they show his name. Yeah. Yeah. It's too early to take a victory lap, but <laughs> why must you invite the beast? Why? You just don't know the things that I have to do. You don't see the salvos that get launched in my way. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm supposed to be Switzerland. <laughs> Neutral there is, here. No, there is no negotiation at this point. There was a there was a ceasefire. There was a peaceful agreement. And then all things were violated and now, oh. now it's a full long scale. Oh my god. Stand in the gonna... I'm waiting to drop the atomic bomb. Oh Jesus, we gotta do another intervention. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so Carmela Hayes is like, yeah, bro. It's time for us to go at it. Like I've been looking what you've been going through as a challenger, that's what Braun Breaker says. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carmelo Hayes is like, yep, I've been looking at what you've been doing as a champion and, you know, what you've been going through as a champ. And we're both ready to fight each other and we're going to do it and stand and deliver. Yes. It's very respectful from Carmelo. He didn't go, it, it was, you know what it was more like? It was more like the, the, before he got tricked. And it was like, Nah, mm-hmm. man, tell him, t- nah, man, that ain't you. Get on the right. and be you. This mm-hmm. was more like the, you know, I respect you. Yeah, he didn't come out there with that, like, I'm a body you attitude that he has had with everybody else. You know that? Mm-hmm. There's a little bit. It's yeah. A, that's going to be an interesting twist to the, to the story to see if, like, he is, like, very respectful of Braun and very um, respectful, but it's another word I want to say, but I can't grab it right now, of like his mm-hmm. ability, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe Trick, I can't think of maybe Trick is going to be like, nah, man, you need to have that same attitude you had the whole time. And maybe that's going to maybe cause a little rift between them as he's going for the title. Where mm-hmm. they may play it where it's like, oh, it looks like Tri- Trick and Melo have issues, and then of course they don't. Right, right, right. You know, and then we get a just a, <laughs> a year of Trick and Melo on top. Then maybe you might I love it. broker a ceasefire uh, uh, intervention. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try. Maybe. But <sighs> until then, oh yeah, it's on. It's back on. Oh my goodness. Y'all know we just love each other. We just mm-hmm. playing. It ain't no beef. <laughs> Y'all it. hear how hard I try. Except for, <laughs> except for it is beef on their Twitter <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but we have a Russell Cast family reunion. <laughs> Y'all can't fight. <laughs> I'm going to uh, provide you with pool noodles and you just got to do this out and then it'll be the end of it. No Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we need to go uh maybe we need to go see Tyler Bate. Take her shoes off. Yes. And you know what he looked like? Go see my English uh, man. 
God, I can't think of the movie because I'm terrible with movies and the names <laughs> of movies, titles of movies. There's this movie where Brad, it's an early old school movie where Brad Pitt in it where he plays a shaman. And that's what Tyler Bate reminded me of. Went, Meeting Joe Black? It might be that. I'm not sure what the what the name of it, but I just see Brad Pitt as a shaman in this, in this particular movie. And I was like, damn, that's what Tyler Bate reminded me of sitting on that case. <laughs> Meditating with our fave Dia Hill, trying to get her to, uh, you know, um, overcome her demons from the kidnapping. She's still traumatized, but she's making progress in her recovery. And she says she's ready to be out there, uh, you know, for the match with um, Andre Chase against Joe Gacy and Duke Hudson. He the one now looking at Tyler Bate suspiciously talking about, I don't buy your snake oil for a second. You got a lot of goddamn nerve. <laughs> a lot of goddamn nerve with who you are. Is it the movie Ad Astra? Yes. Is it? Okay. Yes. I just looked up Brad Pitt Shaman movie and that's what came up. Yes. <laughs> and that's what he reminds me of. Like, oh my gosh. But this was cool. This is, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, They've got me so invested in Chase U. I want to see them. Same. I don't want to see me them too. lose. I think, yeah. I want to see them win. They've had that one win, and that's it. And it's right. just like, I really like them. We want to stop them from losing all the time. We're invested in them. We want to see them win. I'm tired of them losing. So, um, secret person in headquarters NXT who listens to mm-hmm. the program gets yeah. ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chase you. More wins. Win. Win things. Please. So Jay, Joe Gacy is taking on Andre Chase. Chase hits the spelling stomps but he gets caught on the top rope. A sunset bomb though gives Andre Chase a two count but Thea Hill goes after Ava Rain on the floor. That's enough of a well. She doesn't really go after her. What she really does mm-hmm. is like, I'm not afraid of you anymore. I'm cured. Right. You, you know, you can't bother me anymore. And Andre mm-hmm. just hears that. He's like, Oh, good for you, girl. Yeah, we got you back. And then of mm-hmm. course that distraction allows Joe Gacy to hit the handspring lariat and pin Andre Chase. Uh, dang it! It was a good match though. Mm-hmm. But why? Oh, sorry, Stevie. But I was like, I'm tired of them losing. I want them to win things. God damn it. And is Ava Ray never going to wrestle? Are we going to see her wrestle? Hey, you don't put people on TV before they're ready. So, well, you know. Yeah. You never know. She just may be a manager. Oh, well. At least she's on TV. She's getting paid for it. I don't know. Did they get paid extra in NXT for being on TV or no? No. I, I think they get their, their contract as their contract. Oh, okay. Yeah. My headphones die, so if I sound different, that's why. Okay. It's LaDon and Alba Fire in the woods under the full moon, and they're speaking rather spooky. Uh, they basically are like, you know, we're separating everybody from each other. Uh... Uh, Caden Carter and and uh, Katana Chance, we separated them from their tag team titles. Um, we're separating um, Tatum and, and Fallon and um, what's um, 
Ivy Now's partner's name. Ivy yeah. Uh, Tatum Paxley. Yeah, Tatum Paxley. Yeah, they're like, and we're going to separate, you know, so. Yeah, they're on some spooky shit. They're trying to build like a lady vampire army. Something like that. Which is brew, I think, <laughs> is what it's really going to be. Yeah. So, Interesting. Andre Chase tells Thea Hale that he's proud of her. But Duke Hudson reminds Chase that he lost. Hudson says, Chase, you was just nothing but a bunch of losers and a bloody joke before walking off. Nobody asked you to be here, Duke Hudson. (laughs) You enrolled, so you can leave anytime. You haven't been helping the win, so. Wesley issues another open challenge for next week. That's when Axiom comes in to say that he's getting the title shot. And Wesley says, all right, that's all good. Just make sure you get to the ring first. Playing it off of uh, the big brawl they had last week when the guys were Mm -hmm. trying to get into the Mm -hmm. ring to to challenge uh, for their North American title. Um, Main event time, Mako Sotomara taking on Roxanne Perez for the NXT women's title. Perez lands a Death Valley driver. Sotomore then hits the cartwheel knees to the, to the back. They hit to the outside with the pop rocks not exactly working, so Sotomore hits the Scorpio rising for a two count with a foot on the rope, saving the title. Perez is fine enough, though, to figure out how to grab a roll-up for the pin and kind of like a flash pin. And Roxanne Perez retains the NXT women's title. In my favorite match of the night. Mm-hmm. My every time that I just like this is some final bullshit. This is why I wanted this at them at Stand and Deliver. Cause this is some final bullshit match. Oh my god. Those kicks. I don't know what some Miko Sadamori's like finisher is when she does like that kick. Mm-hmm. But, ooh, my goodness. And Miss Vox Rocks, she kept up. She kept up. I said, you better go. You better go. That one I, where she did like the step up kind of like stomp on the floor. I yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. I said, holy shit. Holy shit. So good. I loved this match. I love the progression of it. I love like how they they did start off like pretty respectful even they but they didn't hold back and then they really just didn't hold back so good so good love this match Miko Sotomora <laughs> my goodness so after the match we get some ring of honor respect shown mm-hmm. and then Roxanne Perez staggers and collapses. She falls down face first. Referees and medics come out. They're checking on her. They're, you know, there's concern and, 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 and caution and care being taken with Roxanne Perez. Booker T even gets up from commentary, takes the headset off. He gets in the ring to check on her as well. Uh, they bring out the stretcher and they stretch her. Roxanne Perez into the back into an ambulance. And that's how we end the show. See, now that's how you end a big boss match. 
by saying, look, I gave him my all and now I'm going to collapse. Mm. So good. I was just like, oh, was she poisoned? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? But this, what a like crazy angle. They made it real, like having like Booker stop and go see it. At first I was just like, eh, is she, what? Uh-uh. But I didn't see them throw up the X. So I was just like, I think it's an angle. This mm. is an angle? Okay. Okay, it's an angle. Especially when they were like taking their time. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Mm. You can relax, relax, take it easy at the angle. <laughs> so, but I want to see where they go with it from here. Right. If like, like I'm just like, ooh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen here? Yeah, because so, uh, yeah. now she can't, she doesn't wrestle until stand mm-hmm. in the litter because she uh-huh. obviously had some type of medical issue, dehydration mm-hmm. or whatever. Whatever they're having, they're going to play it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now how do you get her to have a contender? Because she uh, got to have an opponent. Uh, well, you saw all those women that were like doing um like their promos. Right. They can have a women's number one contender match. Right. Now, do you think that Miko or Tiffany Stratton is a winner? Um, it's probably going to be Tiffany Stratton. I'm thinking maybe um Miko is going to maybe be like um her mentor mm, okay. or something. Be like, oh, you know, you survived against me. You know, you have the balls, you have the whatever, you have the stone. So then you just kind of be kind of like your mentor and kind of lead you into like this next chapter of being a champion. That's probably what they're going to do. I would have wanted Miko to be like be like the last person, but I think that might be what they're going to do. Because mm. Miko looks quite concerned. So maybe she's going to be like that person that's in her corner or is going to like, maybe speak for her or something like that. Okay. Definitely a cool way to, uh, to look at it. But mm-hmm. uh, this was awesome. This was a great match. This uh, Miko Sotomore is a legend, but she doesn't have a lot of people who can say, oh, I've actually seen her match. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's done a lot of work in Japan. She's done most of her work recently in NXT UK. And mm-hmm. people in the States really aren't checking in on that you know right so for her to actually get a showcase match here and like you said with Roxanne Perez up and coming to be able to keep up and allow Miko to be Miko in Mm -hmm. this and not have to kind of hold her stuff back because she couldn't keep up yeah this was very impressive it just proves more and more that they almost fast-tracked Roxanne Perez to the main roster and they probably would have been okay if they did it but Mm -hmm she's going to benefit from being down here having matches against people like Miko and Tiffany and all those girls. Especially if Miko sticks around and kind of does a program with a few of those girls. They're Mm -hmm. all going to benefit. Yeah. Yo, where's Hey Nice Cora? I miss her. Yeah, she must be hurt. Maybe. Or maybe they don't have anything for her right now, so they're just keeping her off TV. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking, I'm like, where is, where is Hey Nice Cora? Where is she at? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that she'll pop up soon just because you yeah. brought her up. So that'll be that'll be the catalyst to bring uh, Cora J back up on television screen. Well, all right, Miss Simi, I'm going to turn it over to you for your final thoughts on NXT Roadblock. Final thoughts. This was a very good fun time i enjoyed all the matches on the card actually i liked all the matches um 
some of them were like shorter than I expected, but they still packed the punch. It was a very good, concise, um, kind of not quite pay-per-view, but like a special event. So um, I'm excited about the stories that they're telling. I'm really, really, really excited about Braun versus Carmelo. I really want to see what's going on with Roxy. Again, that match was my favorite match. It was my match of the night. I really love that match. Right. So I'm very excited. They had a little promo with my favorite little man of Dragunov. <laughs> and then that'll be So, but again, I say little man with like the most affection and love because I love him. <laughs> so, so I'm very excited for what Standing and Liver is going to be. But this was a very, very good um, special event. Really, really fun. Um, I agree with you. I thought that this was a very good, very good show. The opening um, match kind of set the tone, and it was a fun time. I thought Gigi and JC had a really good match. Grayson Waller effect was strong. Main event definitely strong. Uh, the only thing, like we've kind of said, was the you know the love triangle stuff is kind of a mystery to us. Um, but everything else on this card, definitely, definitely uh, worth going out of your way to go watch. Setting up people for Wesley was good with Axiom and Dragon Lee. So, yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking forward to uh, Stand and Deliver in the next couple of weeks, what's going to happen through the Bills. So, Braun and yeah. Carmelo, finally, they put the money in the ring. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait to fast forward four years and see it at WrestleMania. <laughs> Maybe Trick Williams would be still in Carmelo's corner at that point and he can accompany the <laughs> WWE champion to the ring at WrestleMania. I need him to bring his fire. <laughs> me. Again, I think also, please, I'm good on the claps. Fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fly me out. Uh, all right, Miss Simi, at this point in time, I'm going to turn it over to you, ma'am, for your shout outs and thank yous. Well, shout out to you, Don, as always. Shout out to the Rafflecast family. Shout out to the CSPN family. Shout out to the patrons. The panel will get the hair talk some more. Shout out to all you guys in the hashtag. Love reading your commentary. Shout out to the listeners and shout out. The Rocks Rocks and Miko Satamora. Again, he's put on a goddamn show. And I was invested the whole time. Well, thank you, Ms. Simi, for joining me once again here on the NXT cast. Uh, shout out to Moses underscore Reese and Mr. Samuel Kalunga, who helped me record the Raw cast. So check that out on CSPN.us. You can also find that through your podcast app. All you have to do is search for the WrestleCast dash to CSPN and subscribe to the uh, logo with the new on the WrestleCast sign and the RawCast and NXT cast and all the programming will show up in your podcast queues each and every week. Shout out to Miss J to the Max. Shout out to Classic. Shout out to Miss Didi Jonet. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout outs. Shout out to Terry's Boy and Anwar Starwood. Shout out to Miss Jupiter Julep and Madame Lizette, Miss V, um, Cream Mel Mindy uh, and all the gorgeous ladies of the WrestleCast. Hope everybody's doing well. Shout out to all the patrons. You can become a patron by joining up over at patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. 
pay the five and get the extra content here me and miss simi review aew dynamite each and every week this week we talked about dynamite and revolution you can hear what we thought about the water spring incident so pay the five to hear our thoughts on mjf and the latest incident that he's created for himself so only on the patreon patreon.com forward slash CSPN media check out the dark match or you can support us through CSPN.us click on the tab that says keep our podcast free do some shopping with our sponsors some of your purchase will help come come back to the show to help things stay free each and every week so for my co-host Ms. Simi I'm your host Don DeLorente and this has been the NXT cast please stay tuned for the parting promo It's time for the biggest match on the biggest stage. All right, there's no more obstacles, there's no more roadblocks. NXT stand and deliver. It's time for our paths to finally cross, man. You and I, two of the biggest stars here in NXT. Listen, man, listen to this crowd. They want it. You want it, Braun. And I want it, too. During all this time, I kept tabs on you, man. I watched all your matches, I, I know. Okay, hey, you kept tabs on me? Well, guess what, Braun? I kept tabs on you, too. It didn't matter at what part you were on in the, car, on the show, in the car, it doesn't matter if you were closing, if you were opening. If I was closing, if you were opening, if you were in the middle, it didn't matter, Braun. I always made it a point to watch you. You know, you remember that meeting that we had with Sean and Hunter before all this started? Of course, remember of that? course. They brought us in the office, they sat us down, and said, guys, NXT's about to change. There's gonna be great opportunity for young new superstars, you remember? Of course, man, August of 2021. They picked you and they picked me. That's it. And they said that this brand is yours for the taking. And over these past 18 months, I've proved myself. And you know what, Braun? You proved yourself too. run hard, alright? But there's nowhere else for us to go except me and you. You know, right here is normally where I'd say, that's all it is. But it just doesn't feel right. So let's keep this short, let's keep this sweet. That NXT Championship, put that on the line. And I'll see you at Stand and Deliver. But remember, Braun, Melo ain't never been secondary to nobody. April 1st, we'll see. You.